Alright everybody, welcome back. Um, happy Sabbath to everybody. Um, people celebrating it on Sunday. Um, I'm sorry I'm a little late. I've been kind of swamped with work and some other things. Um, so, I'm going to start it off here. Um, Martyr Ministries is going to, uh, we're starting up a GoFundMe. It's not for any tithing or anything like that. I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea. As I told you, the sermons that I give are free. They'll always be free. There's no need for you guys to spend your money on me trying to, you know, give lessons of, of God's Word or anything. This GoFundMe page, um, which is on Martyr Ministries, um, is basically meant to help out homeless people, um, you know, people that are starving, people that need help. Um, so all the money that is going to be ganged from that GoFundMe page is going to go straight to helping other people out. It's nothing to do with my ministry. Um, it's meant to give. I want to give back to people that don't have anything. So, um, if you guys feel like donating, if you're in the holiday mood, feel free. Um, if you don't, it's, uh, no biggie. I just, I just want to try to give as much as I can to the people that are less fortunate than myself. And less fortunate than all of us. Today's lesson is actually kind of tied into what that is. And I call this one to be an angel. So, what is an angel? You know, in Hebrew, the word for angel is malak. And Malak, in Hebrew meaning angel, it's often related or translated to messenger or the one who is sent. So, there's been angels from the patriarchs to Moses to Joshua. Um, there's uh, Genesis 16 verse 9, Genesis 19 verse 1, Genesis 22 verse 11. Um, there's, uh, Genesis 28, 12, uh, and 31, uh, verse 11 through 13, that was talking about Jacob. There's, uh, Exodus 33, verse 2, there's Numbers 22, 31, Isaiah 63, verse 9, Angel of the Presence, um, Psalms 91, 11, angels will protect you. Um, Joshua 5, uh, 13 through 15, um, the commander of the army of the Lord. Um, there's just many, many different kind of um, verses that relate to angels and these messengers and these protectors of people. Um So, I want to make this clear. Um, 
there's pastors and there's preachers and there's deacons and there's priests and there's ministers and all of the people that how do I say it um, all these people that are speaking to educate others about God they speak to masses of people you know um, they you have certain ones that have a huge following. Um, certain ones like uh, Joel Olstein, for example, or Paula White. And these pe- uh, the, the people that speak to these mass congregations. And when these people speak, they have to be careful because... If they are going to be a messenger of God, if they're the ones who are going to try to give God's word, they need to know what God's word is. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not perfect. There might have been some times on some of my sermons where I might have misquoted certain things, but I'm learning. And when I get emails and stuff that, you know will kind of direct me in a different approach so I can look and I can reflect on what I was saying and I can, I'll be a big man and admit I was wrong and I'll correct myself. There's a lot of people that will use God and use his message and use his words and twist and contort them to make their own narrative and to make their own beliefs. When we read the Bible, when we read the gospel, when we read what Jesus has done and what Jesus has, you know, sacrificed for all of us, we have to understand that this, the gospel was written and it was perceived by these people, these witnesses that can explain everything that happened in, you know, many different ways. Um, that's why when we looked at the Synoptic Gospel, the Matt, Mark, Luke, and John, they all speak of similar stories, but some of them might be worded a little different. And that's because it's just like playing telephone. When you when you start off um, a story and it goes around, the story will eventually change by each person that tells the story. And this is basically how the gospel was written. The stories are all the same, but they are a little different when you read them. And that's what makes the gospel so magical, is that you understand that these events actually happened. You know? So, these pastors and preachers and stuff, they're taking the words of the disciples, which were blessed by the Holy Spirit, and they're using these words to help the lost and make the people of faith keep their faith. As time went on, the churches changed. 
and sins of mankind grew and they grew beyond God's word and they led people astray. And I'm not trying to say this about all churches. I'm pretty sure the, you know, the ones that are listening to me know which ones I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about is basically there are so many denominations in Christianity because everybody will read the Bible and then they take what they want out of it and they build off of that. When you build off of something, you're not getting the full truth. The full truth is in the Bible. You can't take something out of it and then say, this is my story around it. That's not how it works. Jesus spoke what the truth was. Jesus gave us a representation of how to live. He explained to us everything we needed to know. So, when it comes down to it, we look at angels in the Bible. We read about them and that they are messengers from God. And the prophets spoke to the people for God to redeem them from the morality of the uh, the immorality of the world. Um, as P- God set morals for us in you know the Bible, in especially the Old Testament, um, when the Old Testament was written and everything we see that the the Hebrew people, the Jewish people, kept falling from morality. They kept falling into the ways of the world. And it was very hard for a lot of them to stay faithful to God. And when it was hard for them to stay faithful, God would appoint prophets to take place in teach them and direct them in a way that they wouldn't be in a way that they wouldn't be immoral they the prophets would help the people grow in faith and surrender to the Lord which is something that we all need to learn how to do is surrender to God. We need to stop focusing on our lives. We need to stop focusing on what is best for us. We need to stop focusing on what this is and what that is and start focusing on God. Because when we focus on God, everything falls into place. And when I try to explain how everything is falling into place, when immorality came in the Old Testament, we saw numerous times that Israel was taken. Judah was taken. All these, um, you know, Gentile nations would take them over. And then God would always find a way to redeem them over time. But as they kept failing to surrender to God completely, eventually throughout the prophecies of the Old Testament, God promised a Messiah to come, a Savior that would deliver them. 
much like how Moses delivered them from Egypt, but this Messiah was supposed to come, you know, to basically help everybody. Now, the the thing is, is that the Jewish people at the time, they believed that the Messiah was just for them. They're like, the Messiah is going to be a warlord. He's going to come in. He's going to take over everything. He's going to win. He's going to be the, you know, they didn't expect Yeshua, Jesus, to come and speak in these parables that would make it so that the even the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin couldn't comprehend what was being said and the things that were being said they couldn't deny. He would put them in a position where they would falter because they he because Yeshua knew they weren't perfect. They weren't in um they weren't in a position to be perfect. And they would never be perfect because a lot of them were based on greed. A lot of them wanted the money. A lot of them, you know, I mean, I can't speak to everybody because I wasn't there personally 2,000 years ago. But um, as we come to see, the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees were not very keen on Yeshua's message. As we go into the gospel, we look at John 1 verse 29. Behold the Lamb of God who take away the sin of the world. The Lamb of God, which Lamb was a very big icon in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, where the Lamb is what we what the Jewish people would put their sins in. They would confess their sins on the Lamb and they would sacrifice it to the Lord. So in that reaction, God would forgive those sins. But I continue to go down for these pastors and these preachers that will either um, that are very good to us. They were Hebrews 13, verse 7. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you, the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and initiate their faith. Uh, Imitate their faith, sorry. But yes, when I look at that Hebrews message, when we look at it, we can look at many pastors and many preachers and many deacons and we look at them and some of them we can't imitate their faith because some of them are driven by money. Some of them are driven by desires. Others are driven completely by God and that's the ones that we want to follow. But a lot of people get caught up in what they believe is right instead of what is right. Um, 1 Timothy 5 uh, verse 17 Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. 
So, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to consider me for double honors for trying to, you know, bring God's message and stuff, um, I'll welcome it, but I'm not requiring it. You know, this isn't, I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. Um, I can tell you this much. I grew to love God with all my heart. With every ounce of my being, I grew to love him. And when I was baptized, when I was growing in my faith to a point where I decided to become a minister, I wasn't doing it because... I felt like it was something I wanted to do. I felt it was something that I was called to do, something I needed to do. Because I looked at this world when COVID hit, and I just saw everything crumbling down. And that is when I decided that there's too many lost people in the world, and we need to try to bring these lost people to God. Now, I will hear many people say, God will call those people to listen to them. God will do this. God will do that. And yes, I understand everything's in God's will. But Jesus came when he said, I've come to preach to the um, lost lost, uh, sheep of Israel. And when he said that, we look today at the world and as we look at the world today we see a very big issue there's so many lost people that don't understand God they don't understand the Bible they don't understand the word of God they don't understand really anything to do with God they look at science they look at vaccines they look at everything that is basically in front of them But they don't have faith. They have enough faith in science and stuff, stuff that they claim to research, but whatever they claim to research, you can find an article that disproves it. And whenever you find an article that disproves it, they'll find another article to back theirs up. And then you bring up another article, and that will disprove that one. The Word of God never changed. The Word of God stays the same. And this is where I have faith, because I know God is saying to all of us, this is the truth. Follow the truth. Versus, this is what is what physic- uh, physically it says, and then another person saying, well, you're wrong, this is what it says physically, and this is what it says physically, all these material things that people are doing, they keep disproving each other. And this is why I don't have... And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying science is bad. I'm not saying that at all. But this is why I have more faith in why the Bible is true. And why I believe that God created the universe. And there wasn't a Big Bang or anything like that. The reason why I believe this 
is because God said it in the book. And people are you saying men wrote the Bible. That's true, but they were inspired by God. This is where it comes down to. As we continue, we go into Acts 20, verse 28. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit made you overseers to care for the church of God which he obtained with his own blood. I want you all to take that into consideration right now. I want you to look at yourselves. I want you to look at yourselves and then look at the congregation. I want you to look at the church that you attend. I want you to look at the people you hang out with. I want you to look at everything. And I want you to understand that these people, all of these people, have the temple of God inside them but they don't wish to worship, or a lot of them don't wish to worship. The ones that do, you already know are, you already know are okay, but the ones that don't, isn't that a travesty to you guys? I mean, when you look at somebody and you realize that when they die... If they don't know God and if they don't want to know God, you know what's going to happen. You know? In 1 Timothy uh, 2, verse 7 For this I was appointed a preacher and an apostle, telling the truth, not lying, a teacher of Gentiles in faith and truth. And as we continue, we go into Ephesians 4.12. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. But we must also remember that some come as wolves in sheep's clothing, spreading false doctrine. And this is where false teaching comes in. And this is where some of the stuff I want to explain where false teaching comes in. As we looked into Ephesians, we looked at the saints of the work of the ministry and building the body of Christ. Now, when we're building the body of Christ and we're trying to build people to acknowledge Christ and we're trying to acknowledge God and all that he has given us and all that he has done for us and then we look at right now we see that there are people that are spreading false doctrine to people I just saw one today saying you don't need to have faith to get into heaven you don't need to have faith to get into heaven I want you to think that to yourself. Why would people be spreading that? This is something that apparently even came from some priests or popes in the Vatican. You know? Um, So, I don't know if the Pope said it, or one of his priests, or his cardinals, or his bishops, or what. I don't know uh, if it was a Protestant 
um, church that said it, but I read that somebody in a church stated you do not need to have faith to get into heaven. If you don't need to have faith to get into heaven, then why are we all, why should we be worshiping God? Why should we have a relationship with our Creator and love Him the way that we do? 1 John 4 verse 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. As we look into right now the world, there's many people that deceive us and they speak ill of God and they will or they will speak of God in terms that are not in in direct correlation to the Bible. They contradict what the Bible says. And we need to be cautious and weary of them. 2 Corinthians 11, 13-15 is another verse that you can check out too. Matthew seven fifteen, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inward, inwardly are ravenous wolves. You know, you can continue with Second Peter, you know, uh, 2 verse 1 through 3. You can go into Romans 16 verse 17. But a big one I want to bring into you is Jude 1 verse 4. Certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation the ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord Jesus or Yeshua why is that one so important well what do we have today what did we have to recently, or I shouldn't say recently, but within the past, I'll say, 10 years, what has happened that has been so different to the way society has been? So... This is where I'm going to go, and um, this might offend some people, and I might lose some followers, but, so, when I studied psychology back in the early 2000s, um, when I studied it, Homosexuality, being gay, uh, lesbian, you know, those kind of things, were just moving out of the DSM-3 into the DSM-4, where the DSM-4 was um, starting to transition those, like, homosexuality and any kind of, you know, uh, sexual disorder 
that had to do with attraction of the same gender or um or even um gender identity disorder where people were having confused if they were male or female they were going into not making them disorders anymore they were turning science away because they didn't see it as being wrong anymore as we continued going down that route we had Barack Obama who legalized gay marriage as we continued going down that path now we have I don't know anywhere between 7 to 72 different genders we have all these different sexualities that are being confused between sexualities and genders and all of this is coming at the perversion of the grace of God. These, the people today are turning what God has created and they're perverting it to meet their own narrative. So they are changing what God has done in this world because they feel they can do it. And that's not the way the world is supposed to work. God created us to be who we are. You know, you guys can fight with chromosomes and all this other stuff, you know, but at the end of the day, your Bible says something, and you can say something else. But what's the difference between it is whatever you're saying, if it goes against the Bible, you are wrong. That's the simple end-all, be-all of it. If it goes against what the Bible has stated, you were wrong. So, we need to be careful. We need to understand that the perversions and all the different things that are going against God and everything that's hurting God in this sense it's it's not right we must grow each and every one of us you and me and everybody that's listening every single person on this planet we must all grow to be righteous in God to accept God to trust and obey God to trust and obey Him, His laws, His truths, and the faith that comes with all of this. We cannot follow the false prophets. We cannot follow fa false doctrine. We cannot follow false beliefs. We must follow everything correctly. We must follow God and His Word we must grow in his love and his faith and his forgiveness. And with all of the stuff that he has given us, love, faith, and forgiveness, we should also reflect on ourselves to other people. Forgiveness, love, and faith.
I have faith that every day that there will be somebody better in this world that will turn something around. I have faith that I will meet somebody possibly on the street somewhere that will grow and get better. I have faith that each and every one of you that listen are growing closer to God. And as you keep growing closer and closer to God, that one day that we'll all meet together. And when we all meet, we'll all have this wonderful feast together. We'll sit there with Jesus as he breaks his bread and, you know, it'll be like the Last Supper. But instead of the Last Supper, I'm going to call it the First Supper. Because it would be the first supper we would have all together for the rest of our lives in heaven. Together. And I grow in faith, and I willingly grow in that faith to understand that there are people that are so direct and so impulsive and so condescending and arrogant and aggressive. I have enough faith to know that they will see some fault in their, their issues and they will grow from it. And when they grow from these issues, that they will become better people. And they will come to know God even more. And when they come to know God even more, they will start to love and forgive and just be better people all around. So I say this to you. We must all try to be an angel. A Moloch. A Moloch to everybody in this world. A messenger. Because we are all God's children. We are all one that is sent to spread the word. To try to give God's good news to the world. We might not be pastors, we might not be preachers or ministers or, you know, any of that stuff. We don't need to be deacons or priests or anything just to say that we love God and we can go over to a random person in the street and saying, you ever heard about Jesus and Yeshua? You haven't? Well, here... Let's read. Let's let's go grab something to eat. Tell you a quick story. Um, I used to work for an ISP, basically an internet company. And when I worked there, I would get these horrendous panic attacks. I would get really bad anxiety to the point where I couldn't breathe. Sometimes I'd get paralyzed outside the parking lot to the point where I couldn't go in. And yeah, it it was horrible because the job was great. 
you know, it was a technical job. I was good at fixing things. I had, I always made the top 10 out of 600 people that worked there. I always made the top 10 um, highest scores. And I was proud of that. But I would get these horrendous panic attacks as the company grew. Because when I first started, there wasn't a lot of people. As, it, as I continued working there, they kept growing and making the, uh, the construction bigger. It eventually got to the point where the construction grew so much, there was over 600 people working there. And I, I'm agoraphobic. I, I, I have issues with crowds of people, and I was in the crowds of people. So I remember this one time, I called out of work, and I couldn't go in because I was having a panic attack, and I ended up driving over to a Barnes & Noble and I sat in the parking lot. It was before Barnes & Noble even opened. And I was sitting there in the parking lot, basically trying to calm down, struggling to catch my breath. And in that, the city bus came. The city bus let this guy off. And this guy went over to Barnes & Noble, and he couldn't, the, the place was closed, so he didn't know what to do. So he was kind of like walking around in circles. So I drove over to him, and I asked, are you okay? And he smiled at me, and he walked over, and he's like, I'm trying to get my computer fixed. And I'm like, well, this is a bookstore. You don't get your computer fixed here. You can go to Best Buy or Staples or, you know, a place like that. And um, you know, he talked and he's like, so where's Best Buy? And I said, well, Best Buy's a little bit down there, you know. And uh, I said, Staples is on the other end. So he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, do you need a ride? So I sat down with him, and he saw my cross hanging from my my um, review mirror. And he's like, I like this. I'm like, thanks. And he ended up telling me that he was he did a missionary um, thing over uh, in South America, I believe. And we talked about all these different missions and all these different things that they were he was doing to help people and at that moment i wish i could have just up and left and went with him to go do these missions because that's what i i want to do is help these people help these people find god and there's so many people that don't have the access that we do This guy put himself out there to be an angel or a malak for 
a community of people that he did not even know. Something that prophets did. Something that Jesus or Yeshua did. And this is why, like I said before in the beginning, is I'm starting this ministry. Martyr Ministries, uh, I'm doing, trying to reach $5,000 um, to basically be an angel to people that really need it. Buy Bibles, you know, for people that need them. To, you know, help out people that need food. To, you know, do something for somebody. You know, because, believe it or not, I don't have much money. I'm not rich myself, but God gives me enough that I can make make it through every single day. He makes it so I can manage everything. And that's why I do these ministries and these sermons and all this stuff is because it's the least I can do for him. For giving me what I have, it's the least I can do for God. Aside from that, there's not much else to go on. Um, For those of you celebrating Hanukkah, I hope you have a happy Hanukkah. Um, You know, for those of you who are celebrating Christmas, when we get to that point, you know, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Um, And overall, I just want to state that truly blessed that you are all listening to me, that you're in my life, and I'm happy that we're all here together, you know, and I'm happy to know that we do have faith together, you know, we all worship God together, and we all love Him together, it's the biggest thing and the most important thing we all have in common. So God bless you all. I do apologize if the audio is a little off. Um, I am doing this on my phone. So I apologize. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) But, you know, God bless you all. Um, I'm going to try to attempt to get some rest. I'm going to try to post this up for you all. And, um... If you have any questions or concerns, you can email me, ministermartyr at gmail.com. You can um, catch all of these on Spotify, um, Anchor, you can Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the different ones there. Um, like to thank my partner, One for Israel, for you know, backing me up. Um, I would like to thank each and every one of you for listening. And I have my website up if you want to look at some blogs or if you want to, you know, read comments or whatever. Um, That's uh, 
that should be in one of the links. And um, if there's anything else, you know, you can always feel free to contact me. Um, my Twitter handle is Martyr Minister, uh, Minister. You know what? That's a good question. I forgot my. Um, it's uh, Minister Martyr, or at Minister Martyr, for my um, my Twitter handle. In case you want to get stuff a little bit early, and if there's anything else, you know how to reach me. God bless you all, and have a great weekend.